Hello, and welcome to the Aligned Inside podcast. I'm your host, Erin Maryhew, and I'm here to help you experience new levels of well-being, fulfillment, connection, and joy, all by unlocking the inner freedom to embody the truth of who you are. I want to explore with you how incredibly powerful it is to align your energy and listen to your intuition, and I hope I can demystify, normalize, and help you embrace all the dimensions of your humanness along the way. I'm so honored you're here, and I'm excited to be on this beautiful, ever-evolving journey with you toward a life that feels truly aligned inside. Here we go. Hello, it's so good to be back with you. I'm really grateful that you're here. I'm grateful that we have this time together. And I'm just going to dive right in and say, it's been a weird day. It's been a weird day for me. I had planned very intentionally how I wanted to set aside time and space to record episodes for the podcast. And I'd scheduled it into my calendar. I'd kind of chosen a time of day when I felt like I could really focus and go inward and be very intentional and uninterrupted. And then I woke up today, I got my tea, I sat down in my office chair, I was getting all ready. And then I realized that there was this very loud, intrusive construction noise in my neighborhood. And at first I was like, oh, it'll probably just be temporary and I'll be able to record this episode. And then it wasn't temporary. It kept going. And it wasn't just your average run-of-the-mill construction noises. It was like a jackhammer, like very, very intrusive, (laughs) not good conditions to record a podcast. And I noticed myself getting really worked up about this and feeling really indignant and frustrated and... Um, Like it was some sort of injustice that there was this construction happening. And then I immediately was like, oh my God, Erin, you have so much access to resources. You have so much privilege. Like you could go a block away to your in-law's house and record in a spare bedroom. And like, what are you complaining about? Why are you upset about this? And I kind of spiraled in this inner monologue And then I avoided for a while. I was like, oh, I'll take care of some other tasks, see if the construction noise dies down. I even took a little walk and walked over to the construction site to kind of gauge things and was like, okay, what does it look like? Are they going to be finishing anytime soon? And then I got to this place where I was like, I am really angry. I'm really angry and frustrated. I'm feeling incredibly disempowered in this moment. And this is the opposite of how I want to feel coming to record an episode. Like, I want to feel open and expansive and grounded and warm and friendly and calm. And, you know, I like had all these expectations of how I want to feel coming into a recording space to be with you and the energy I want to share with you. So I took a beat. I took a pause. I went outside and I sat in our garden And then I just had this little moment of realizing, it was like, oh, universe, okay. There's almost like a little cosmic joke happening. Like the exact thing I was planning to talk about today is actually the thing I most need to receive myself in this moment. 
And that thing is self-compassion. I had literally drawn up this episode on self-compassion. And then here was this situation that threw me for a loop, that brought up a lot of different negative thoughts, and that actually had me turn against myself in the moment when I most wanted to be with myself, wanted to be on my own team, wanted to be showing up from a deeply grounded place. And isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? So then I did some deconstructing of the beliefs that I had about how this episode should be and who I have to be in this space for you. And I realized that, wow, there's actually a lot here. And what if I just brought my humanity? And what if I just put it out on the table and said, hey, here's what goes on for me in a difficult moment. And I have a feeling that it's not so different from the places you might go in your difficult moments. If there's one thing that I know to be true, it's that sharing the challenges we have in a vulnerable way, being open about our humanness, is an incredibly healing force in this world. So why not do that? Why not come here today and do that? So here I am. It's been kind of a messy morning, and I want to just kind of steep in this conversation with you about self-compassion. I think one of the most unfortunate things we do as humans is we make ourselves wrong for our uncomfortable experiences. And as far as I can tell, this is a pretty universal phenomenon, We all have an inner critic. We all have a part of us that developed in order to protect us from engaging in feelings and behaviors that might risk our belonging in our tribe, so to speak, because we are tribal beings. And we internalized, you know, what's going to be appropriate or acceptable in my social environment and anything that's not going to be appropriate or acceptable, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to develop this subconscious part of myself that's going to keep everything in line. And that part of me is going to be hypercritical of myself. The moment that I have a feeling that might not be welcomed by my environment, the moment that I engage in a behavior that might not be welcomed by my environment, this part of me inside of me is going to jump on that, pounce right on it, and make it wrong. Because I don't want those parts of me to get rejected. So I'm going to reject myself first. I'm going to be hard on myself first. And that's how I'm going to cope. That's how I'm going to get through life. So that showed up for me today. And it's so sneaky. I mean, I do this work every day. I'm working with people on stuff like this. It is top of mind. And yet it's so sneaky and insidious because this is such a knee-jerk reaction inside. We don't even realize it's happening until we're midway through it. We're knee-deep in it. So here I was, waking up excited, open, vulnerable, and I'll come back to that because that's actually the main reason that I believe my inner critic got so loud today is that I was coming in to this recording session feeling quite vulnerable but didn't even register that. So here I was, coming to record, there's this construction noise, and immediately... 
when I feel the irritation and the frustration and the annoyance and the anger building, the first place I turned was, how dare I have these feelings? How entitled am I? How privileged am I? This is what I would call um, engaging in the hierarchy of suffering. And this is a classic technique that our inner critic adopts. It's like, oh, well, there's so many people worse off. You don't get to have this experience. You don't get to have this pain. You're not worthy of compassion in this place because there's so many other people who have it worse than you. So logically, sure. Yes. Me being inconvenienced to record a podcast episode is such a smaller experience of pain than so much of the pain that tons and tons of people are living in this instant. Yes, that is true. And what is also true is that this inconvenience and the impact that it's having on me and the place it's taking me is still worthy of compassion. And you know what? Me having compassion for myself in this tiny little moment doesn't take away anything from the people who have it worse than me. And me berating myself and being down on myself doesn't add anything or give anything to people who have it worse than me. So why don't I choose the option where I'm kind to myself? Why don't I just take a step back and be kind? Isn't that actually a much more life-giving alternative? It's healthy to have an understanding for the spectrum of life experiences that are available in this world and to understand where our experience lines up in the picture of humanity. In fact, it's one of the most useful things we can do towards social justice is really understanding what is the plight of other people? What is the lived reality of other people? And where might I actually be insulated from harm or hardship or challenge as a result of specific traits or socioeconomic factors, etc. That's really healthy. But when we weaponize that against ourselves, that's when it becomes unhealthy. When we say, I, I'm not worthy of compassion for my experience because somebody else is in such a worse situation, that doesn't help anybody. So I caught this as soon as I sat in the garden and took a moment. And I want you to borrow this self-reflection. I want you to start to notice in your own experience, where do you place your little moments of discomfort? Or maybe they're not so little. Where do you place your experience of discomfort on a hierarchy of suffering and then invalidate your own pain as a result? Be really honest with yourself. Where do you do that? And is that serving you? My guess is that it's not. I have never found an instance in which that way of handling our discomfort serves us in any way. Again, it's just true that there are people who have it worse than whatever we're going through. That's always going to be the case. It is not a reason to not extend kindness and warmth and love and compassion to ourselves. In fact, the more that we extend those gestures 
of caring toward ourselves, the faster we return to a resourced state where we have a shot at making a dent in the pain in the world. So if anything, I think it's a better investment in our life energy to actually recover faster, to move toward kindness faster, to stop using the hierarchy of suffering to invalidate our own pain so we can get back in alignment, back in that zone where we can actually contribute, where we can think clearly, where we can take aligned actions. Now, I want to revisit something I referenced just a few minutes ago. I said I felt vulnerable coming into the recording session, and that colored everything that unfolded from there. When I reflected back, I caught that inner critic, I deconstructed the the stories I was telling myself, I removed that hierarchy of suffering orientation. What landed with me was, oh, I was actually feeling really vulnerable sitting back in this seat, recording this podcast again. And I was going into some of my coping patterns. It was subtle, but it was there. A feeling like if I just get everything under control, if I just get everything perfect and right, then I won't have to feel the vulnerability of not knowing how this is going to go, not knowing what I'm going to say, not knowing how it's going to be received, not knowing. And when I really became present to this, then I felt this warmth inside. Oh, there's the tender place that needed attention. It wasn't really about the construction. There was an easy solution. Yeah, I could come up to the room I'm sitting in right now and have a gorgeous view of a massive loquat tree sitting out this window I'm exactly where I need to be. I have everything I need. It was never about the construction. It was about the place I was in before I heard the construction noise that got triggered to an uncomfortable level that I couldn't ignore anymore. I had to look inside and see, oh, I'm trying to control everything because some part of me feels like if I just have the right conditions... If I can just get this perfect, if it can just be exactly how my mind tells me it should be, then I won't have to feel my humanity. And I won't have to sit with the real question that I'm asking inside, deep underneath. What if just being in my humanity, I'm not enough? Because that's really what's underneath, right? What if me... Being me is not enough. What if it's not good? What if it's not accepted? What if it's not liked? What if it's not wanted? So there's the crux of the vulnerability. There's the reason the inner critic got loud. Because if the inner critic got loud, I didn't have to feel that insecurity I didn't have to feel the place inside that actually needed my love. You know, one of my favorite ways to work with the inner critic, to work with those thoughts that come up that are so harsh on the inside, as soon as I notice them, because that's the first step, right? Noticing that I've gone to that place. My favorite tool there 
is to address this part of me with respect because this is another place where we're susceptible to spiral further into self-hate is like I'm gonna then be critical of myself for being critical of myself right and it's just like a never-ending spiral so respectfully kindly addressing this inner critic part of me and saying hey go take a break Please step aside. I've got this. I'm borrowing this from the internal family systems model. It's a great model that's really supported me a lot. And the idea here is the inner critic really, as I said before, is just protecting some deeper vulnerability. So when that part of us gets really loud, the thing most of us do is we listen to the inner critic and we believe it. And then we just get shut down or we, like I did, we spiral into really uncomfortable emotions and we blame it on someone else. We blame it on life. We get angry. A whole host of places we can go there. But when we really just step that part of us to the side, go chill, go take a break, go relax, then we can attend to what's actually underneath it. Because our inner critic only comes up when there's something more vulnerable that needs our attention. So that was the part of me that needed attention today. What if I'm not enough as I am? And I'm just holding that part of me with the utmost tenderness and compassion right now. And I know that you are too. I can actually feel that. I don't even have to be in your presence to know That when I embrace myself with compassion and I'm vulnerable in this way and I share myself with you in this way, that it touches the part of you that needs that toward yourself and that both of us rest deeper into love. And that is so beautiful. So I invite you to check in. What part of you needs loving attention right now, today, this week, this month? Where are you vulnerable and maybe not tracking that you're vulnerable and maybe going into some coping patterns and feeling like if I can just control this enough or if I can just get this to happen a certain way or if I can just do it right, I won't have to feel fill in the blank. And can you just in this moment borrow my energy, swoop in and just embrace those tender parts of you with unconditional compassion in this moment. In my experience, learning self-compassion, it's a borrowed skill. We have to see other people do it to understand how we can offer that to ourselves. We have to receive it from other people to understand how we can do it for ourselves. The places in us that we find it hardest to love ourselves, we need to see What does it look like to turn toward this part of me? We need to see someone else turn toward that part of themselves. We need to experience someone turning toward that part of ourselves and seeing it as lovable instead of the way that we're seeing it as unlovable. So borrow my energy. Whether it's this story that maybe struck a chord with you in some way, maybe there's some way that what played out for me today is playing out for you. Same story different person, different situation. Or maybe it's just the energy that you feel when you experience me turning toward myself out loud with you. 
Maybe you're borrowing that energy and giving it toward yourself. Where do you need tenderness? Where do you need love? And where have you been making yourself wrong or invalidating yourself for the pain that you're going through in any way? Our pain takes all different shapes and sizes and forms and storylines. So I hope this can be a reminder, just like it has been for me, that every single experience of pain that you go through in this human life is worthy of compassion. And the more that you turn toward that pain and wrap it up with love and embrace it with compassion, the more powerful you're going to feel, the more grounded in life, the more resilient, the more open, the faster you're going to return to the natural states that are intrinsic to who you are, that are exactly how you are designed to contribute your greatest gifts here on this planet in this lifetime. This is such a powerful skill. It sounds so soft and kind of like, oh, this is the supplemental thing that I could have if I wanted to. It's sort of a bonus skill, like self-compassion. No, this is this is really where the rubber meets the road. This is where so much of our strength and power and resilience is sourced from. And in my experience, there really is no alignment without self-compassion. They're a package deal. That's just how it works. So let's practice. Let's get really good at being kind to ourselves, at turning toward our pain, at asking ourselves, where's the most vulnerable place inside that needs my attention and my love? And if we can't offer this to ourselves because we're still learning, let's borrow from someone who knows. Let's use other people's energy of love and compassion and tolerance as the training wheels until we learn how to ride the bike on our own. All right, my friend, I'll be back next week. Can't wait to dive in with you again. Thank you so much for tuning in with me. It really means a lot. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with people in your life. And if you're loving what you're hearing, I would be so grateful if you gave the show a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss out. I'll be releasing a fresh new episode every week. Speaking of which, I've got some beautiful topics lined up, but I'd love to know what you are curious to hear me explore. Check the show notes for a link where you can send me your ideas and questions. You'll also find links to learn more about me and my work. Thanks again for being here, and I look forward to seeing you next time.